You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What's up, guys? Jose Young's here, MMAfighting.com. This is not... This, I guess, is an, an exception to A-Side usually being Wednesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. With me is Alexander Kaylee. No, this is not a special episode of the A-Side, even though we do have the A-Side trimmings What's and up, everything. Jose Young's here. This is, and I can hear myself streaming, so this is great. Um, Chris Cyborg has officially signed with Bellator MMA. With me is Alexander Kaylee to give our immediate reaction, former Strikeforce champion, former UFC champion, pretty much been a champion in every organization she's been. So this news is, what, one, maybe two minutes old. Scott Coker teased, Bellator president Scott Coker teased a big signing was coming, uh, and now it is official. Chris Cyborg has put pen to paper with Bellator MMA. Alex, your your immediate reaction to Chris Cyborg jumping from the UFC to Bellator? An excellent signing. Uh, I do want to say we just got, uh, I think people just saw after the tweet from Scott Coker, uh, Chris Cyborg also put out her own tweet, and we just got the official release from Bellator. That came out fast. They are officially saying it is the largest contract in women's MMA history. So uh, a multi, multi-year, multi-fight contract. Obviously, they're not giving out exact details, but uh, uh, that is apparently of this this uh, this hype of brands, not just bringing in arguably you know the greatest female fighter of all time but under the biggest deal uh, of all time for a female fighter so that is uh that's that's quite the feather in their cap uh, to be able to say that but i mean yeah look, look i think a lot of people predicted that this was going to happen as soon as the U- as soon as she parted ways with the ufc her old buddy scott coker from the strike force days it's just a partnership that makes sense it's almost like they've been building a featherweight division for cyborg all along so she gets to walk in, uh, in into a pretty great scenario so Really, there's not much to say other than very smart signing and uh, can't wait for her first booking. And who do you think should be her first matchup? I mean, a lot of the the answer, I think, on everyone's mind is going to be Julia Budd, who's the reigning Bellator featherweight champion. Is that the fight to make right away, or would you like to see Chris Cyborg uh, maybe take one fight, cement herself as the normal contender, and then fight Julia Budd? Or is she such a big name and former champion, like I said, 
all of her promotion, pretty much every promotion she's been in, she's been the champion, is Julia Budd versus Chris Cyborg, the fight to make first. Yes, just make the fight right away. Just book it. It's the fight to make. It's the fight everyone wants to see. Julia Budd has been calling it for it for like two years now. Uh, I think I believe Cyborg has also acknowledged her. She, she's aware of that Julia Budd uh, is the champion of Bellator and is arguably, you know, the other uh, top featherweight in the world, one of the top three, um, almost by any measure. So just make it happen. It's it, you know, it's it's great to say, oh, you know, maybe we give Cyborg a warm up. Maybe we give Bud another defense. Build the fight up more. I'm not sure you can build the fight up more. I know Bud isn't exactly a household name compared to Cyborg, but it, it doesn't take a lot to sell Bud. I think if people, she, she's she's a you know she's Canadian, which is I mean I think is great, but uh, she's got a great physique. She's uh, she's been she's been on a great run as Bellator champion so far. It, it's not a hard sell, and Cyborg, you know again she's she's one of the most popular female fighters uh, in MMA history. So uh, just make it happen. I say don't mess around. Book it. Is there anyone? Okay. Is there anyone else you you're on the Bellator roster that you would like to see her match up with? I mean, Bellator doesn't shy away from having fighters go up and down weights too. So, is there any other fighter, maybe even at bantamweight, you would like to see go up and challenge Cyborg? Gosh, honestly, no. Honestly, no. I I just don't think there's any good reason. Uh, I'm looking at some of the fights. Uh, I know Olga Rubin. She just got matched up with yeah. Shane Kavanaugh. Certainly, if, if whoever won that fight, if you wanted one of them to be a warm up for for Cyborg, have at it. It just it just seems pointless. I just think you you got to go with this right away. There, there's no other fight as intriguing as this one. Uh, Bud does not have an obvious number one contender. So no, there, there's frankly no one who can. I feel like in any division right now that's worth matching Cyborg up with besides Bud. Uh, let's let's just go with that. And we both we both talked about how Bellator was the most logical destination for her. She has the history with Scott Coker. She 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 uh it was basically the worst kept secret in MMA where she was gonna go. She was kind of teasing it on Twitter. Uh Bellator did that that montage. I don't know if you saw I believe it was before the last Bellator card. They asked all of the fighters uh sell Bellator to Chris Cyborg. Like they put a video out there on their own social media and Cyborg like quote tweeted it with like ear emojis like you won't get to see the rematch with Amanda Nunes anytime soon. But uh, looking at when I after the news broke, I was looking at uh, the replies to the stories because, like, like you said, it's like one of the biggest stories out there right now. Uh, as soon as the story broke, we were getting reactions and everything. A lot of people were saying, "Well, there goes the Kayla Harrison fight." Uh, is, what does this do for Bellator now, going down the road that they have one of the biggest female stars in all of MMA history, one of the most dominant fighters ever? Is this enough to bring female fighters? Uh, specifically featherweights, because like you said, there's not a lot of featherweights in the UFC. Uh, Chris Cyborg is now in Bellator. Julia Budd is in Bellator. Is this enough to kind of make draw women to Bellator over the UFC? I don't know if I can go that far. We'll say one thing. Uh, okay, well, the Bellator featherweight division, uh, the depth of it, a women's featherweight, it's it's probably been a little overstated, yeah, though 100%. it's certainly strong in comparison to the UFC if only because it exists. <laughs> so it is it's exponentially stronger than the UFC's uh, featherweight division. The, they don't have a women's featherweight division. Um, do I think this will make a lot of fighters clamor to come to uh, Bellator? Not necessarily, uh, but I do think it does make it more appealing for someone like, say, a Megan Anderson in the future should she part ways with the UFC. I think she would, I think she would love to go to Bellator and be, end up just be like one fight away from fighting Cyborg. That's still a fight that people want to see, I imagine. Uh, Kat Zangano has always wanted to fight Cyborg whenever she decides to resume her career. 
that's an option. I know, again, she hasn't had the greatest success recently, but she is a name. And yes, maybe even Kayla Harrison someday. I, I don't know if she ever makes 145, but there's no reason Bellator can't make a just book a one-time 150-pound catchweight or even 155-pound fight between uh, Harrison and uh, Cyborg. I'm sure PFL would have something to say about that. I'm sure it's their dream to have sure. Cyborg, that fight happen in their promotion someday. But it, it, it could certainly happen in Bellator now. Again, now that they've, just by the fact that they have Cyborg. They, they now can bring in people to match her up. The first part of the equation is the most important part, Cyborg. Uh, the rest of it you can just fill in because uh, she's – she's sorry to keep going off, but I'll just say she's always been a strong TV draw, if yeah. not pay-per-view. And that doesn't really matter for Bellator. They just need TV viewers. Uh, maybe it'll help with the zone subscriptions. I don't know about that. But she is a name that Coker can build events around. So that for, in that sense, it really works. And they, she can always rematch Leslie Smith, who's recently signed to Bellator, competes with their featherweight division. But she can also do – I believe, the, well, not even I believe. It opens the door for possible fighting and rising if they do more co-promotion. And I see you smiling over there. Uh, how excited are you to see Chris Cyborg in a squared circle down the road if that if that is where they want to go with it? Listen, uh, I, I love watching Gabby Garcia squash uh, uh, 50-year-old former pro wrestlers, and I love watching Chris Cyborg even more squashing 50-year-old former pro wrestlers. So, yes, I, I, if they don't get at least one rise in appearance uh, out of Cyborg, what, what was all this for? What a shame that would be if that never happened. So I don't know who they match her up with out there. I, I believe her and Gabby are, are friends. They're, I, don't they're, think I think they're more they're, they're teammates and very close friends. I, I think it's safe to say they'll never fight each other. They, they might do a grappling exhibition or something right. once. I remember they do all kinds of crazy stuff there. I remember once Fedor and uh, Shinya Yoki did like a grappling thing once, which was pretty cool. So uh, maybe maybe Gabby and, and Chris would agree to that, but not a fight. Uh, but they'll find someone out there. They'll, they, that's that's the beauty of Japanese MMA. If you want to fight, it doesn't matter what weight you are, what your style is, they'll find someone to fight you. So Cyborg has to go over there at least once uh, as part of this Bellator deal because uh, that, that might be the most fun part. So what, do you, what happens with the UFC right now? I mean, that is the big story was... Chris Cyborg, we, we were both at Edmonton. Amanda Nunes was walking around back. I mean, not Amanda Nunes. Chris Cyborg was walking around backstage. She she was at the post. She had to take the shirt off for the press conference, but it said Nunes versus Cyborg to like January 2020. That's obviously not going to happen anytime soon. What's going to happen to the UFC's featherweight division? And second part, will we ever see that rematch? It, gun to your head, will we ever see Cyborg versus Amanda Nunes too down the road? Uh, I have a prediction for later, so which is more outlandish. So I have to say, I never say never for sure. For sure, we could see it somewhere down the road. I think it would. It just—it's impossible for me to imagine happening in Bellator, though. I think I feel like yeah. Amanda Nunez is someone who's going to make enough money in her career that when she's done with the UFC, she's just going to retire. So that—that—that uh, that, that does um, depend on Cyborg someday returning to the UFC, which I wouldn't rule out. I know. So much has been made of her acrimonious relationship with Dana White, but man, in, in this business, you just never know. If the if the price is right, um, suggest later. <laughs> and, but again, like what? Where? What's the UFC's featherweight division now? Like Megan Anderson, uh, Amanda Nunes, Felicia Spencer. Like there is Kaz has gone, Chris Cyborg is gone, Jermaine Durandamy, the for, the inaugural champion, is now fighting for the 135 pound champion against Amanda Nunes. Like if she wins, maybe they rematch at featherweight. What is the lasting legacy of the UFC's fe women's featherweight division, if this is it? They never had one. Right. They, they never had one. It, it, it's fine to have a champion. There's nothing wrong with that. I know it sounds stupid to say, how can you have a division, uh, no division and have a champion? 
you know, belts are props. Uh, the UFC doesn't doesn't need to say that. Oh, we, she's a champion of our division. She's the champion of all. You know, because she won in our in our promotion, she's the champion of all 145ers around the world. You know what I mean? We don't have a division, but whatever. They're they're out there, and Cyborg's the best one, and we have her. She's the champion because uh, we say so, and we have we have the belts. Uh, but they never had divisions, so really nothing changes except that I don't think we see. Amanda Nunez fight at featherweight again for a long time. I think it's over. I think uh, I think they just have to accept that there's no point in trying to to jump through, have everyone jump through hoops to try and make some featherweight title fight happen. It, it, it's just, just no reason for it, and uh, there's no reason for it. There's no contenders. There's no division. Nunez can call herself the champ, champ all she wants. Still, it doesn't matter. But she should just focus on taking more fights at 135 and and, and going from there. And I think it really depends on how that Jermaine Durandamy fight plays out. If she loses to Jermaine Durandamy. Maybe they do rematch at 145. Jermaine yes. Durandam is former featherweight champion. Maybe she wants to be a champ champ. So uh, this is – obviously we have to wait for that fight to play out. But I think if Amanda Nunes wins, Megan Anderson is out there. I know she has a fight coming up. Uh, so we'll see. And she's like – she's popular on the internet. She's she's well-spoken. Uh, she's she's obviously coming off a loss. But she, she's the next woman up. She's the next woman up. But so finally, uh, well, before I give – go to your prediction is do you now consider Chris Cyborg the uncrowned champion of Bellator? Is it only a matter of time before she has Bellator gold wrapped around her waist? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sure. I mean, disrespect my fellow Canadian Julia Bud. Like, I'm not going to do well, that. Well, there's your answer. Alex I've disrespected her enough by like picking against her. <laughs> I've disrespected her enough by picking against her in title fights. So I, I, I already owe Julia enough apologies. Uh, no, listen, Julia Butt is a champion of Bellator. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. And, and she is very worth. She looked amazing in her last, probably her last two fights. I'd say she looks like a definitively like, like a champion. No question. Um, so, I mean, if I, you know, if I were a gambling man and I had to pick today, uh, of course I'd pick Cyborg. I think she's the second best fighter in the world at 145 behind Amanda Nunez. Um, but Julia Budd is, is really good. You know, she's, she's great, and, and she's been on a run ever since losing to Nunez and Rousey. Those are only two career losses. So um, until that happens, though, until she faces Cyborg, no, Julia Budd is the champion of Bellator. I, I will give her her respect. Uh, I don't care about rankings, who, who was ranked above who now. It doesn't matter now because now we can find out for real who's better when they face off within hopefully before the end of the year. And I think this also – I've asked a lot of Bellator fighters this – if Chris Cyborg comes in there and wins and Lima beats McDonald in the rematch, they have, what, her, they have Patricio Pitbull, who's champ champ, they have Lima, who would be welterweight champion. That's a lot of Brazilian champions in Bellator. How would they not go to Bell like to Brazil? I asked Pitbull and Lima this when I was in Chicago before they fought, and they're like, well, duh, we have to go. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. I thought for a second there you were going to propose a belt between a Lima and Cyborg. And I was going to be like, settle, no, settle no, down. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. We, nobody wants I don't want Alima versus Cyborg. Okay. I don't want any of that. But anyway, before we wrap this up really quick, AK, final thoughts, predictions, notes, anything you want to share on Chris Cyborg officially putting pen to paper with Bellator MMA? Yeah, I got something for you. Okay. Listen, listen Cyborg uh, turned 34 this year. Uh, I, I, I don't think she ends her career with Bellator. I know, I know it makes sense to. Again, it's a, it's a nice setting, nice way for her to go off into the sunset, going off working with a, a person that she's worked with before, someone she respects. Uh, again, maybe one or two, two or three more big fights, but I don't know if all those big fights are in Bellator. So she should be spending the last few years as a mercenary. I know this is a, a fan thing. I, I, I know it's kind of a sick way of looking at it, but I think she should be a mercenary. I want to see her fight in one. 
I want to see her fight in the PFL. I want her to go there and fight Kayla. I want to see her return to the UFC someday for an out-of-nowhere cash grab fight with a returning Ronda Rousey. Let's get crazy. Let's get crazy, Cyborg. Cyborg, you you live your life, girl, all right? You live your life. You know, however many fights you have left, live your life. Get that moment. AEW this weekend. She posted, oh, a, big she, time. she posted a Photoshop of her and Cody Rhodes throwing down in the AEW ring. But uh, for me, this is Jose Young's. I think, yep, that way, Alex K. Lee, this has been our immediate reaction to former Strike Force, former UFC, former pretty much, every, like I said, every promotion Chris Cyborg has been in. She has been the champion. She is now officially signed with Bellator MMA after her acrimonious split with the UFC. Her and Dana White obviously had. Uh, there's a lot of bad blood in there. I don't know if that will ever. I don't know if that will ever heal. AK's very much on the time heals all wounds. We eventually saw Ben Askren in the UFC. Uh, we still have never seen Fedor in the UFC. So who knows what will happen? But for now, the things we know is Chris Cyborg is officially a Bellator MMA fighter. I've been Jose. That's been that's been Alex. We'll see you. Well, I'll see you tomorrow on the A side. Alex, you can check all of his stuff out. And of course, Casey Esther and Pizzi are out in Abu Dhabi for UFC 242 all week. Stick around on the YouTube page. And with that, we're out.